0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Season 6 of the D1 Only Podcast presented by TAP, Thoughts, Actions, and Progress. My name is Eduardo Villalpando, and I'm your host, and I want to thank our sponsor, TAP, for making this possible. Also, thanks to all the listeners for being here with us. Today, we got ourselves a very special guest, NCAA champ Duarte Valle. Thank you for being here, man, and welcome to the show.
1: Of course. Thank you for having me.
0: For sure, man. For all of those who don't know Duarte, he's originally from Portugal and he's an NCAA Division 1 student athlete at the University of Florida. As I previously mentioned, he's fresh off an NCAA championship with the Gators and also received an All-American selection, his third in his collegiate career. And yeah, man, we're glad to have you here and congrats on a great career so far.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, let's just start talking a little bit about your junior career as i was doing research i saw you were ranked like i think as high as 13 in the world in juniors so were you educated enough back then about college tennis to make the decision to come to america or how is it that you found out about the opportunity
1: um i think i started getting being more educated on college tennis when i when i first went to to img to start to start training um so I, I lived in Portugal uh, and trained in Portugal until I was about 15 uh, 15 years old or around 16 around that time and then I started going on and off to IMG and and I would train there for, for for some periods of time and and while I was there you know a lot of players that were practicing there were going to college and I started looking at their level and like seeing how good they were and 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 they were making that decision to go to college so kind of got me interested slowly and then you know as I learned more about it I just realized how good of an opportunity it is and yeah it it was kind of like slowly uh understanding the opportunity
0: yeah that's what I love about junior tennis man just that you get to like like knows like so many different cultures especially you were playing so many tournaments back then and what's awesome about IMG as well is that it's not only tennis it's like so many sports and there's athletes from like basketball football like you name it whatever and most of them like they're trying to go to college so like be, you being there at IMG I think gave you also the right exposure to them right? 100% yeah
1: uh, exposure to like you said not only tennis players but great like athletes all around and it was just such a good, such a good environment, and I'm very thankful for my time there. And like I said, uh, it was just really where I started uh, getting on the college path was when I got to IMG because before that, I had uh, no idea of the level or the the infrastructures or, you know, just the just the entire thing how, how big college tennis is. So um, that definitely was the the, the start. Of, uh, of my
0: path yeah I mean, tech, I mean I think this happens everywhere that mo- it's more it's common that junior players are like slimmer and as they get into college they start like growing into their own body growing to themselves so how would you compare your athleticism uh, like back then to, to now because I mean I know that in college is like crazy like you gotta put time in basically
1: <laughs> uh, yeah I think I definitely gotten a lot better uh, over the years in college, I'd say right now is is the most athletic and, and the most fit I've I've ever been. Um, I think it gives you it gives you some time to in college. You kind of you know as you mature and as you have a, a whole team around you. You know you have nutritionists that you can go to and you have uh, a strength coach and you have this whole support staff that you can learn so much about. Uh, about about how the body works, about what you need to eat, about how you need to work out and stuff like that, and recover. So, I think if you really want to learn and, and, and improve uh, in the in the athleticism and physique uh, aspect of the game, I think this is a great great place to do so.
0: Did you change your nutrition or your like just weight program in general? Like, if you compare juniors to now in Florida,
1: Uh, I'd say, I mean, I've definitely uh, lost some weight recently, but I think it's just being uh, a little more educated on what um, you know, what things I should put in my body, uh, you know, what to eat, when to eat, and stuff like that. I feel like I'm more conscious of that, and just try to just try to eat stuff that's going to help me perform. You know and uh it's gonna help help you recover and uh yeah that's what that's what i try to do and it's helped me um but you know there wasn't like a mass i'm not like on a you know specific diet or like gluten-free or anything like that i just you know gradually became more aware of 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 how, how i react to certain things and like and i try to put put uh the best thing possible um to prepare
0: yeah for sure and i think also that comes with time also the fact that you're surrounded by people that are that have so much knowledge about this like as you were mentioning like all the available stuff that you guys have at the university of florida it's like amazing so it's it's great to see mm-hmm. so let's um let's talk a little bit about your decision to committing to florida uh, could you break down those months prior to making the decision in terms of and what i mean by this is like stress i mean of course you Knew that you could have gone pretty much anywhere you wanted, but it's still like making that decision because it's like pretty big to choose where you go to college.
1: Uh, yeah, for sure, it's a huge decision. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't remember being stressed. Um, that, that stress either also because I was at the time playing a bunch and you know I kind of, I kind of always knew as well. Um, that I want to come here. So I just think, yeah, once I I met with the coaches and I I came to campus and you, when you're at Florida, it's just such an incredible atmosphere. You know, you see all the athletes that have come through here, uh, you know, in other sports, you see the culture that it's such a winning culture in, in all of athletics and then just meeting meeting the people I'd be, I'd be working with, you know, uh, especially the, the coaching staff. I I, I, I kind of knew right away and, you know, that these coaches, you know, were building and, and something special and that they were gonna help me grow. So it kind of made that decision easier. Just, you know, just once I came here, um, I kind of knew that no matter what, you know this would would be a great decision so so when 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 it came the time to you know finally commit i was i was pretty confident that that i made a good choice all right nice
0: and which other schools were you looking into or did you break it down to like two two or three schools and those were the ones that you visited and then you made the decision
1: yeah um, i was talking uh a good bit with steve Denton. uh but the Texas A&M uh, head coach and uh, yeah I mean I've obviously talked with a couple of different schools um, but not anything too too serious because I kind of did that process pretty early I yeah. mean I guess it was pretty early I'm not <laughs> like it was my f- first by the end of my first year of juniors like in September after first year juniors i was committed so i I oh shit so it was early early then yeah damn that's crazy Um, so i i didn't really you know get into like deep with any other team now
0: what are what are your thoughts this i was actually talking to one of my friends about this the other day and he was telling me that he's actually against kids committing to a certain college when they are like 12 or 13 year olds like they may be like blue chip recruits and things like that but they're still like they still have like five or six years before they get into college so what what is your opinion on that
1: um i guess that happens what more more in like other sports no yeah it it does but in in tennis i
0: I, in tennis i've heard it happens so that that's why i'm kind of like relating really yeah
1: yeah Yeah, i don't think that's uh an age where you're you're or you're capable of making a decision like that, uh, or you, you'd be able to to have enough information to, to make th- that big of a decision. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think there should be there should be a limit, or uh, uh, as to when you can can commit somewhere. I think just to protect, you know, uh, the people the people making those decisions, because you know, at 13 you might think you want something, but three years later uh, you're a completely different person. So. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure that's uh, that's the way to go. <laughs> uh,
0: so, I mean, right now there is a big wave of Portuguese players who are coming to America for the opportunity to play college athletics, athletics, of course, in tennis. You have names like yourself, Nuno Borges, who, like, recently he made a run, I think, in Estoril, so that was pretty good for him. Um, and this is also great to see because it's not only happening in tennis, but, like, in football, like soccer and other sports. So what are your thoughts on this movement by Portuguese players in general because I think like as time goes by people are realizing more and more about the great opportunity that is it is to come to America to get as an education but also play the sport and get money from it you know
1: yeah for sure um, yeah I think I'm I'm really happy you know that other other Portuguese players are doing well and coming off of the uh, of college uh, especially from Portugal you know that that just Motivates me and shows other people the level that there is important for in Portuguese tennis players, and also you know the opportunity, like you said, that there is in, in the United States uh, when it comes to collegiate sports, and you know it just it just it, hopefully it's it's raising uh, within the the Portuguese you know tennis that this is not you know you don't come here to stop playing it's just a, a different path and uh, that's what i've always believed in and that's where i you know I'm so confident of and now is that this is just a path to get to to professional tennis if that's what you want um, so I, I i hope that you know the recent success and and um, that nunos had in the pros and you know that some of the guys are having in, in college tennis will help you know not only Portugal but just in Europe in general I think it's a little behind in terms of realizing uh, how good how good of an opportunity is
0: yeah I completely agree with you and do you I mean I hope you answer this honestly but do you take it for granted like how or, or actually let me rephrase that question how hard is it not to take it for granted
1: the opportunity to play it
0: yeah in uh, I mean basically what I previously said that you I mean you're in Gainesville like the University of Florida you're getting you're getting a scholarship you're playing at a really high level you're living in Florida itself so I mean mentioning all yeah. of those things like I don't know if you ever like sit back and think
1: about it but like it's crazy no yeah I, I definitely think about it all the time and with the coaches we have I mean, maybe in the beginning, it was hard to, to, to pro- process like all the things that were around me, but certainly as I got, I've gotten older and uh, you know, as, as my love for the Florida Gators grows and grows and, and you know <laughs> the way I feel about this university and, and, and just being a gator and uh, being a part of it all and, and the respect I have for the coaches and my teammates. I definitely don't don't take any of it for granted and and the opportunities I have you know as it as as time goes on you realize more and more uh, about those things and you appreciate those things more and more because it is it is that's what it's all about you know the the Nationals championship and SEC titles and stuff th- those things are awesome and and great and we love them but it's really all about who you're doing it with so yeah. I definitely definitely don't take it for granted and and yeah sometimes it's it's easy to forget those things but yeah. uh, I guess as, as I've gotten older and matured uh, those things are present in my mind of how lucky I am, how blessed I am and, and how much of an opportunity I, I was given.
0: Do you remember a specific time where you noticed this? Like was there something like a certain action, a certain comment by somebody that made you like flip the switch or, was, or did it just come with time?
1: Um, I mean yeah I I don't remember a specific a specific moment where I realized I think it's just over time you know once once you your ties start your relationships start growing you know and uh, and getting stronger and 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 you start learning and maturing and and you realize it's because of the people around you Uh, then you, you you stop and think about how much you have to be thankful for and and blessed and uh yeah so it was just just incredibly thankful for for the entire experience
0: yeah that's great man that's what that's what it's all about i love it before we continue with another episode of the d1 only podcast presented by tap we want to talk to you about our sponsor thoughts actions and progress who provide the opportunity to any athlete around the world to build their own mental program TAP, Thoughts Action and Progress, offers self-thought manuals focused on the athlete's mindset growth. They give athletes the opportunity to create their own mental program, and these are manuals adapted for different levels at an affordable price. Everyone go check out tapmindset.com as well as the Instagram page tapmindset for more information. actually leads me to my next question um i mean this year was great for you to say the least uh, winning the NCAA championship you're also as i previously mentioned a three-time all-american 2018 and 2020 were the other times where you won this um you also went 26 and 7 overall record in singles in singles play in the season you guys went number one into a tournament and delivered so a lot of people don't really get the experience like to anything like it so for all the listeners. Would you care to break down a little bit what's it like just being in a NCAA championship run and just, like, having to be locked in, like, basically since the beginning of January to now? It's crazy. Like, Oops. the mental fatigue has to be crazy. And also not, men- not only mental, also physical. I actually have here how many matches you guys played. So it's like, yeah, you guys played 28 matches. So it's like, it's a, it's a heavy schedule
1: uh yeah so i mean looking back now <laughs> yeah it, it, it's been a long a long journey since since january and uh, i guess when you the mental fatigue for me is it, not that big i'll be honest you know because the physical fatigue yes a little bit uh <laughs> but the mental fatigue what I didn't feel it just because we were not focusing in on you know the the big the big goal or getting through the end of the season or getting to the end of the championship. It was not in our mind. Taking it one game at a time. Of yeah, it was. That's what Coach Shelton preaches, and, and now we're a very process-oriented team. So we were always thinking about. The the next day, the next match. You know, you take it like that, and then time starts flying. Uh, I can guarantee you that. So yeah. we were all we were always focusing on that, on the next match. let what can we get better at? You know, let's keep improving. Let's keep moving this thing forward. And all of a sudden, it's the end of the SEC regular season, and then it's the you focus on the SEC tournament, one match at a time, and then it goes by so quick, and then boom, the NCAA tournament comes around, and you're the first seed. Um, and yeah, throughout that whole thing, when we we're the first seed, then then it changes a little bit because you know now it's a tournament play, um, mm. and and you're thrown in a draw, and, and uh, things start to feel differently because you you lose and there's no no more uh, no more the, the the guys some of the guys go home and and so definitely it feels different Um, and uh, I feel I mean we still kept the same mentality as you know taking it one match at a time Uh, we we knew that we had something the opportunity to do something special uh, because of the the guys we had and uh, and and the coaches but yeah we kind of you know just kept kept the same same mentality we had all, all all season in terms of you know the guys that we're in the lineup and the guys that were not like we we kept doing the same thing, even though it felt felt different. Like I said, that you know, if you lose your out, it didn't change the way we were on the court. We didn't play tight, or we didn't play, uh, you know, not not to lose. You know, we went after things and and that we had fun with it. So I think that was a big part of our success.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's that's great. I, I think that's a championship mentality. I mean, you guys are approved of that. Um, South Alabama, South Florida, Illinois, Texas A&M, Texas, Baylor. What was the toughest match you guys played in your way to the title, would you say? Because, I mean, you guys only lost like three points in the entire tournament, which is kind of a joke. But, yeah, just, I don't know if you were to, I mean, tell me, like, in your opinion, which was the toughest match on your way to the title?
1: Um, that's a really hard question, just because I... Mm. that's what i don't i honestly haven't thought about that still so, um i think i don't know honestly i don't know
0: yeah too, um, too hard
1: i mean they were all hard you know they were all really yeah. tough in their different ways and it's like that's why i can't really answer is because all those matches like if i think about texas DM or texas or illinois uh baylor you know they're the score doesn't really um and reflect reflect what it was Ref- yeah and, and and the thing is with me like i was against all the other matches i didn't finish and against texas and M, I i was the one to to clinch it so like i never got an opportunity to see to stop it and look at the scores so i never really got a feel for yeah. uh how tight it was how, how tight it was exactly so uh i know all of those matches were were incredibly tough and and you know, all of the guys have to work really hard to, to win them, uh, but I honestly, I couldn't give you a, an honest answer just because I really don't know.
0: Uh, so what's the feeling when you win it all? What, what, what is that like?
1: Oh my gosh, it's, uh, you know, I just remember being on my court and I, I didn't really know that we had match point. Um, because it took me a while to get over there uh and I was getting ready to serve and then all of a sudden I look and the guys are (laughs) starting to get on the pile and I just start (laughs) spreading across four courts uh just I just was so happy that all of these people that I know have worked so hard for this one thing and all these people that I know uh I was just incredibly thankful that we could all experience that together, you know, like the, the people that came to watch us, the coaches, the coaches' family, the, my teammates, all our families, you know. It was just, I was overwhelmed with that, um, that joy of knowing that we're all celebrating the same thing and, uh, and that we just made that happen, you know. Yeah. So I just couldn't believe it. I, I honestly didn't really know how to act because, you know, it's one of those things like, Uh, It didn't sink in until later. Yeah, exactly. It didn't. I was just like I was shouting and just I was like, "What? When do I stop shouting?" I don't know. Like I've never done this before. (laughs) Uh, But I was just so so thankful right away. I was just like, "I can't! I can't believe that um, we get to to do this with such a big family." You know, Uh, so many people that have contributed and that are there to, to watch and that are happy for us and because of something we just did and and um, especially the coaches, I mean, you look at them and you see how much effort they've put in and, and it was just, it was a crazy feeling to see that and, and uh, just so thankful for that feeling. How much did you drink that night? Uh, I didn't drink because I had to play the next... Uh, Oh, the, the NCAA singles, right?
0: But have you guys had like a, a, a time to like bond, reflect on like what you guys did and actually like party or not?
1: Um, not really. Uh, we had time to reflect, but um, yeah, it's kind of weird because guys go uh, their separate ways pretty quick. Yeah. But we, some of us have had time to to talk about it. And I mean, that, that night we had a, we had a, a deep meeting and um it was it was just uh buzzing we were just really,
0: really nice yeah <laughs> nice so just two more questions before we get to the final segment of the podcast episode um something i really like to ask my guests is just about the mental health aspect for student athletes uh you guys literally go through so much in one day like weights class okay. breakfast like prex again study hall like overall it's a really busy day and imagine doing this from like january like all all year long like from august to may so how have you handled all of these all of that situation mentally speaking if you got to talk about it
1: um yeah that's a great question yeah it can definitely be overwhelming and uh it, it is a lot but you know the way i try to deal with it is uh first plan the best I can so it becomes less, less overwhelming. You know, when I have a clear plan of how I want to attack things, um, it it helps me a lot. And then um, just, I tell myself that I'm gonna do the best I can, you know, in school and and weights and tennis and and some days it's better than others, that's for sure. But I'm gonna gonna try to give my 100% every time, whatever that is that day and uh if something you know doesn't doesn't work out if i get a bad grade or if i don't win a match or something like that you know, then it's part of life and i just got to deal with it because i i did my best and that's all i can do so once i make my plan and and then i i give 100 percent effort then the rest you know you just don't really have control of so i kind of uh to accept that and uh it's, it relieve some stress because you know before uh, i was maybe a little too worried with the, the outcome of things and and uh, now i've i've sunk in that i the only thing that i can control is the process and i find find a lot of peace in that yeah
0: for sure man and especially because i was i was actually checking a stat the other day and like males are like 60% more like they have more chance of committing suicide than women just because like when you're growing up you're like like thought to be like a macho, you know, like you have to be the guy and in, in tennis, like for athletes, like it's the same. Like you are you are thought to not show like oh I miss a point, like don't show like anything, no no facial expression or no anything. So I know of a couple of guys that okay. since they had up and coming, like since they grew to that when they face like Certain things like with like struggling with mental health and everything like that, they don't want to share it, you know, because they have always been taught to like keep it in them. And I mean, that's not the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's com-
1: it's completely um, okay to to talk about it, and you know, I have so much respect for for everyone that you know is strong enough to. To, to speak on it and, uh, and you know it's just a normal thing because I think I mean honestly I think that um, everyone in their own way deals with some sort of of mental um, mental health issue um, obviously there's degrees to it but it's just such a such a a normal thing so to say that you know we, we should be able to help each other out and talk about it and you know instead of all all of us staying in our own heads and and making this the situation worse worse and making it look like a a more scary thing than it is we should be able to to have conversations about it like me and you are doing right now and and help a lot more people out um and uh there's no need to to put on uh like you're saying the 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 brave face that nothing's wrong um Mm -hmm when it comes to, to mental issues.
0: Fresh of an NCAA championship and chopping it up about something bigger than sports, mental health. Duarte I vale, love it man. Thank you so much, yeah. Huh? That's great. Of course. So it's a pleasure. Um one last we're gonna play a game. We've done it a couple of times before in the podcast. So basically I'm gonna ask you about three matches that you have played, three dual matches that you have played at Florida, and you gotta tell me your doubles score, your singles score and the overall result of the match okay okay <laughs> okay this was this year february 26 against louisiana state university okay so you gotta tell me the scoring doubles the scoring singles and the overall score yours at least only only yours okay
1: oof the overall score is seven zero yeah uh my score in singles uh, was 4-6 six, 6
0: 2 alright and the doubles the doubles alright the doubles was 6-4 love it man you only missed the second set in the single, so we'll give you half a point for that we'll give you half a point Okay, was it 6-1? 6-1, yes. It was 6-1. Yeah. So, um, okay. South Carolina, I think, I don't have the date here, but I think this was 2018. You guys played at the, no, 2018, yeah, Carolina Tennis Center. South, so, what was the score for that?
1: Score for that is we lost 4-3. Uh, In doubles, we, me and McLean lost... Like probably like six two or something.
0: Six three, yeah.
1: And? and and then in singles, I know I won seven five in the third, but I don't I have no idea what the other Nah, you uh, gotta you
0: to give me your best guesses, man.
1: Alright. Um, I would say I lost the first set probably like step six. Nah. And then
0: I <laughs> now nah, you got no then. clue bro. Three six <laughs> six three seven five.
1: Six three. Wait, what so what was
0: it? Three six, six three, seven five. It's a good match. On, good good, are, good little match there, huh?
1: Coming back from that six three, <laughs> six, three
0: uh. uh okay, last one. So February 17, twenty nineteen at Chicago, Illinois against Stanford.
1: Um okay we lost we lost for... Um, so me and McClain were left, so that mean we lost four one. Yes. Um, we lost four one. Uh, doubles. I know singles was like two six seven six. I was five one up in the third set. Yeah. Um And then doubles, we lost. We lost. Who did we play? <laughs> you won, bro. That's- we won yeah no way uh what was the score? Who did we play do you know
0: axel geller and alex Roxard. two former d1 only guests shout out to them shout out to the cardinals <laughs> yeah shout out to them
1: um i yeah i i actually thought we got crushed that match but... <laughs> do you prefer indoors uh, actually, or
0: outdoors uh? do you prefer playing indoors because this match was playing indoors but do you prefer indoors or outdoors
1: um, uh, I prefer outdoors. I've 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 recently started liking indoors a lot more. Yeah. But I definitely still prefer um outdoors.
0: Nice. So that's a point and a half. That's alright. That's better than Juan Pablo Grassi. From UCF, he was the he was the first player to do the to do the game. So you have a better score than him. You can you can brag about hey, that. Come on, <laughs> come on baby. Uh, so this is the last segment of the podcast. It's called the D One Five presented by Tap. It's just basically five rapid fire questions. You gonna answer them as fast as you can. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Portugal or Florida. Uh, Portugal. Athletics or academics. Athletics. Favorite college memory. Sorry, say that again. Favorite college memory. Uh, winning the national championship. <laughs> Most listened artist at the moment. Uh, Drake. Other than tennis-related, what profession would you like to attempt?
1: Oof, undetermined.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: now, but tell me something you like. I don't know. What, what's your passion outside of tennis? What do you like doing?
1: Uh, I mean, I like all of. This. All sports. I love watching all the sports, and uh, I definitely would want to do something uh, still uh, related to sports. World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, that's my that's my passion.
0: So, are you? So, which team do you like from the Primera Liga? Then,
1: uh, Benfica.
0: Benfica. So, you like Raul Jimenez? I imagine yeah okay. i do mexico gang actually since Come on, baby. since corona since jesus Corona is in porto i support porto now but yeah as soon as there's another mexican in mexico, I'll, I'll switch <laughs> up i'll switch up real quick <laughs> but yeah um, man that's all i got for you today thank you so much for taking the time i really appreciate you for keeping it 100 with me with the guests and yeah man it's just great that we're we're able to have this conversation especially about mental health i think it's something way bigger than sports and that it's not People don't really talk about it as much. So thank you so much for for using this platform to talk about something like that.
1: Of course. Thank you for having me. And and thank you for what you're doing. I think it's awesome. And um, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you, man. Thanks also to all the listeners for tuning in to another episode of the D1 Only Podcast presented by TAP. Thoughts, actions, and progress. And see you guys next time.